Welcome back to Fleshing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. I'm excited for today. We're starting a new format. We're going to try doing a shorter episode called The Pit Stop, followed by the after show, or better known as the full flush. And so this allows us to kind of jump into some of the tips, the nuggets, the the information kind of we want to share, and then we can kind of unpack it more in the after show. Of all the episodes to start this new format, I couldn't have picked a better episode. It's the episode, guys. This is the sex episode. So there's words that come out of my mouth that I never thought I would be saying on a podcast outside of conversations with my friends or my husband. But since I always say podcasts are a place for honesty (laughs) um, with appropriate boundaries, uh, we're doing it, guys. So we're talking about stuff, the hope, the reason for sharing, you know, hopefully it's conversations that need to get started. And since we're all about sparking connections, igniting conversations, that's what we're doing. So um, buckle up, join us for the the pit stop. But I definitely recommend sticking around for the full flush if you really want to hear some immature giggles and things like that, but also some real conversation because we're a little bit more guarded during the pit stop. It was new. And by the time the full flush rolled around, loosened up, Jeremy joined the conversation and had some more real talk and more tips and advice from other people. So stick around. Um, you're, you're on this journey with us, you guys, because this is totally outside of my comfort zone. And so just bear with us. This is the first one. And so enjoy. I hope that it's um, productive for you. And yeah, get on in here. Let's do this. And if not, just hit stop and come back next week. Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. Welcome back to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. I am talking to people so you don't have to, and especially today's episode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with my good friend, Jen Perius, and she is a wife. Well, actually, no, first, welcome, Jen. Hi. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for coming. Kind of made it sound like no one wants to talk to me personally. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm sorry about that. that. Oh, gosh. No, that's not true at all. I just meant the topic that we're talking about Better. is something that people don't always want to talk about. But you and I always have good discussions. So. Agreed. So I invited – I knew, you know, okay, I'm talking to people. I'm having discussions. I definitely want to talk to Jen. She's a wealth of knowledge. She has so many different areas of life experience and expertise. So I was like, I know we'll have an amazing discussion. So as I said, she's a wife. She's a mom to five kids. She's a business owner. Um, she's a CF mom, a cystic fibrosis mom. She's a um, a mom to a cystic fibrosis. She's um, She's done foster care. She's adopted. Uh, she's raised amazing kids. Uh, great, you know, just so many good things. So I was like, man, she's a wealth of knowledge. Let's do a podcast. And so she came back to me. And Jen, when I texted you the other night, what did you write back to me? You're like, do you want to talk about parenting, mother, like all of these like topics? I was like, those are great, but maybe we should talk about sex. I feel like we should talk about sex. 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 So you know when you have those friends that call you out? Yep. (laughs) 
You are that for me because I'm like, oh, what's the vision of my podcast? Like, I want to talk about stuff like the poop story, the shame and the guilt. And I don't want women to feel that way. And so here I am like waving this flag of like wanting people, men and women, all of us to feel connected and seen. And then you tell me it's sex. And I'm like, yes. Awesome. (laughs) Cool. Cool. (laughs) Um, Because this is in my real life every day, you know, as because as I said, we're girlfriends. When we all get together, I mean, this comes up a lot, like, and I yeah. feel like we have very good discussions, but I, I say you call my bluff because it was like, shoot, on the podcast? Like, <laughs> for what? all the world to hear? <laughs> but then, like, well, if I'm being real, and as I always say, podcasts are a place for honesty. I mean, <laughs> this is real life, and, yeah, you know, we need to talk about it, so. I'm happy to talk about foster care, business ownership <laughs> later. Yeah, we can have time. you come back for that, but yeah. we're going to start. Uh, scratching the surface. So I'm excited to have you here today. We're we're kicking okay. off your episode, whole new format. So we've got the pit stop, which is the 30 minute quick. We're going to go through kind of the top, uh, you know, the main nuggets of information and things like that. And we can then call it a quickie. A quickie. Oh, <laughs> yes. It'll normally be called a pit stop, but today's episode <laughs> is a quickie. Good one. See, this is why up we top. up top. This is why we're friends. Yep. Um, so today's quickie is going to be um, the 30-minute episode. And then, you know, basically it's like, if you like what you hear, stick around. Um, we're going to keep the lives hot and continue the conversation. We might get our sound editor, aka my husband, Jeremy, to chime in and basically just dive deeper into, you know, the things we talk about. I've also done some market research crowdsourcing. <laughs> and so I think we'll also have some fun things to share during the bonus episode. So awesome. Thanks for jumping in for this yeah. new format. So I guess why don't you start? Um, I kind of introduced you, but maybe why don't you start like, why did you want? Why were you willing to go there? Because I said, if you're willing to go there, I'm willing to go there. So why were you willing to? Why are you willing to go there? I think because just like motherhood and parenting and all the things that we all talk about all the time and Mm -hmm. struggle with and our relationships and all of that, I feel like this is the one thing that isn't necessarily always on the table for discussion, Mm -hmm. yet in in my own relationship has been the topic of discussion and, and probably like part of the like highs and lows of our arguments Mm -hmm. and things like that. So it seemed just as valuable, if not maybe more valuable than talking about how I got my two-year-old to poop on the potty. So yes, there's value to that. For sure. Which we'll cover at another time. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And I feel like not that I'm an expert or that anybody should do what we did, but I would say maybe we got here, like hindsight is 2020 Mm -hmm. and We've been together for our whole lives Mm -hmm. and felt like I had all of that time to look back with the same person through various stages of life. So we were not, you know, we've been together since we were 16 years old. So in a relationship through teenagers, teenagers and newlyweds, newlyweds, yeah, married, babies, exactly. The hard times, the good times, teenagers, babies, like all of that. So like we've you know but this has always been something that has been in the forefront of our our relationship and i think that's true for most people and because it's not talked about everyone thinks it's just our issue it's just right. me right. or it's just him and it's just us and whatnot versus and i think too a lot of times in like conservative or religious circles as well it's kind of like oh we don't talk about that but it's like it's a huge part of marriage yeah. you know and so 
Um, I'm excited to dive into it today. I wanted to give the disclaimer because because the podcast is kind of just talking to people that this is in the context or through the lens of our own experiences or, you know, friends or people we've talked to, tips and things we've learned along the way. And so I feel like we're, as always, I feel like it's always just scratching the surface. And so my goal kind of with the whole podcast is to inspire people to get the conversations going in their own life. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's with their spouse, which is, we'll talk about that, the communication is so important, but also just being willing to open up in a safe, trusted, boundary appropriate place. Um, I did get permission from Josh to say like some things that might seem like oversharing. Mm-hmm. I those things I thought, well, maybe I will tell this story or this, that, and the other thing. Uh, I ran that all by him yesterday. Very good traffic, to point out. So we're good. That's good to point out for the listeners because um with doing some storytelling stuff that I'm working on, it's like listeners, you kind of need to let them know how to feel about the situation. So like, for example, when I tell about shitting my pants, like you guys, I'm totally (laughs) cool with talking about it. Like, and you asked me earlier, like, wait, you talk about that, but you feel uncomfortable with sex stuff. I'm like, yeah, exactly. We all have our thing. So um, I'm glad you pointed that, that out so that there's the freedom for all of us to like, okay, let's just not take this too seriously. You know, we're being respectful of boundaries, but we can also kind of go a little deeper. Yeah. So, all right, let's, um, Let's jump into some of your – what have you learned with this whole sex thing? So I think we kind of learned that keeping our sex life healthy and important through trial and error <laughs> and talking about it. I think talking about it through those stages of life has probably been the most important thing mm-hmm. when we weren't talking about it and we were younger and didn't realize that – they are like not that we didn't have sex, but we weren't necessarily discussing yeah. it to make sure you're on the same page sure as far same, as exactly. your needs being met exactly. and um, yeah, kind of the love tank being filled up type of thing, which exactly. gets filled in different ways, not just with sex, but like that's right. part of it. So. Yeah, and I think it breed it can like a good sex life can breed intimacy and closeness and when it's not going well it's such a quick divide that and it's a slippery slope and you can be like great partners Mm -hmm. and great parents and good friends and still have this thing that seems like oh it's just sex Mm -hmm. but when it's not happening, it's almost like more important than it is when it is happening. Because yeah, that's a great like, point. Like six months goes by and you're, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Then you're like, who even are you? Yeah. Not really six months. So, yeah, well, I mean, it could. I could, mean, there's people who go years. Yeah. Like it's, um, it, it's different. So the crazy cycle, I can't, I think it may have been in the Love Languages book. But so maybe a great way to kind of frame the conversation and to think about it so that everyone because I use this term a lot crazy cycle and I assume that everyone knows what I'm talking about but mm. it's about how you know by nature and this isn't going to be true for every man and woman but by nature men typically like to feel respected they mm-hmm. want to feel respected and women want to feel loved and that when men aren't feeling respected they don't want to show give love in the mm-hmm. ways women need it and when women aren't feeling loved they don't want to show respect and then you get into this crazy cycle and that also goes with sex because I was writing down like, okay, feels disrespected. Well, then they don't want to show love or connect emotionally, which women – and like I said, this is stereotypically. It's not true for everyone. Right. 
but women, you know, or one partner wants to feel connected emotionally. So if they're not feeling connected emotionally, they don't want to connect physically. Right. And then if some, if they're not feeling, if the other one's not feeling connected physically, they don't want to connect emotionally. And it goes around and it's just like the crazy yeah. cycle. It goes around and around. And I was thinking, someone mentioned yesterday that pain is a symptom of other things in the body. You know, so if you have a pain, you have to get mm-hmm. to the core of the symptom. And I feel like sex, as you said, it can be used as something really good, but it can also be the indicator that something is askew in the relationship. Right. And it might not be a it might not be a sex thing. It's it's a symptom Some of other, something else. Right. So um anyway, I, I think that crazy cycle is kind of where people find themselves and then and we go through in stages of life. So yeah. So, and also sort of biologically, there's a, a cycle where women, in order to feel like like your body releases chemicals that make you feel closer to a person after you have sex with them. Mm. But for women, they need to feel that like before mm. sex and for men, it happens after mm-hmm. like it's – but it bonds you, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. So when you're not doing that you're not i mean even biologically we're sort of designed for intimacy oh yeah like. and that's the part of that i think it gets left out a lot because it's always save sex for marriage save sex for marriage right. so it becomes this bad thing where you know you shouldn't do it and um so then when it's finally time to do it it's like wait i just spent so much time thinking it was bad and i shouldn't do it so how do i suddenly change my brain it's right. kind of a complicated depending on what your background is a little like off topic on topic, yeah. talking to our teenagers about sex. That is the angle that I have taken, talking to my daughters and talking even to our son about yeah. sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's so prevalent and in their culture and it seems yeah. very casual. Even just – it just is. There are – it just is casual yeah. for very young kids. Yeah. But for them to realize that you you will be emotionally affected mm-hmm. regardless of – how casual you think you're going to be. Yeah. So anyway, that's for another day. But but yes, it's, yeah, it it bonds you for sure. So how, okay, so we've touched upon the crazy cycle. So whether you're there or not, um, because I would say your tips probably come from results of being in the crazy cycle. Yes. So how can we start tackling that or kind of what's the first view of, of sex and marriage? So I, I think sex is a great, equalizer. And so if you are committed to whatever good sex looks like to you Mm -hmm. and your partner, then you make that a priority. Just like regardless of how difficult times have been, if you're committed to staying married, you you work through those things. So Mm -hmm. if you are committed to having a healthy sex life, then you're less likely to be mad about the little things and you let those things go. And then also you're, you just are happier and more content. And I think it just, it just puts you on the same page. I mean, yeah, these seem like very like concrete things, but I mean, of course, well, I think throwing it out there, this is kind of one of those where, especially for me, I always want to be sensitive to where someone else is coming Absolutely. from. We all do. Um, so it's hard for me to say things like, this is a priority. But from our experience, sure, that's why I we say, say everything but, from but, my own but I, learning But I would experience. say yes. And that's why I give the disclaimer too, that like, if you have had abuse in your past, if you have issues around it, like that may, you're, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. So counseling, therapy, things like that, like- things aren't black and white, you know what I no, mean? And yeah. so it's kind of almost saying, I, I guess I always feel like I need to give that disclaimer that 
there's like a whole other yeah and was, we all have issues i'm talking about like 25 years yeah. of how old? yeah like 20 yeah. 20 something years of yeah. a sexual relationship with the same person yeah. we have done a million things wrong yeah and some things right yeah. so that's where i feel like don't sure. I, I don't I don't but I definitely making, don't want it to seem like I'm like, this is what you need to be oh, doing. Of course, it's just no. like, no. But I think this making it a priority, that's like like I said, that's why it's hard for me to sometimes say that yeah. concretely because I always feel like, well, everyone we all come from a different place. But yeah, no, that's but, like true. let's You're just say a- the overall though, it's it's such an important thing. Yes. And that's I guess that's why it's hard to talk about. Maybe I just kind of proved my own point with like, oh, I don't want to say this because I know, but like, okay, right. well, let's just kind of put that. We're just going to set that over here. We're not going to ignore it, but we're going to set right. it here. In a relationship where everyone is feeling generally respected and yes. appreciated and you are in like the normal throes of yes. life and kids and yes. all of that, that's where this is coming from. Yes. And I've spent plenty of years in therapy and Amen. plenty of years uh, in like dealing with a lot of things yeah. that definitely affected our sex life and my yeah. views about myself and yeah i can say 100% that even though i didn't go to therapy regarding sex yeah things i learned changed my view of, yeah. of sex and i'm glad you mentioned that because i think that that's so it's not just a black and white issue yeah. you know there's not like oh we're going to give these tips it's like it's very layered so i'm glad you brought that up because you know i think that's that kind of goes through with making making it a priority in your relationship yeah and so what that looks like to you, it could be as simple as you make time for it. You make date nights, you make things like that. But it also could be if there's some deep seated issues, diving into that more, yeah, you know, so, um, so definitely, so definitely making it a priority. All right. What's another thing? Okay. So I feel like to make it a priority, some practical things have to happen per your relationship. So for us, something that we've decided well, I'll, I'll say this one first because this is like more about me. So say you go out on a date, you mm-hmm. get a babysitter, you do yes. the whole thing, you go out to eat, you have a few drinks, and then you come home and no one wants to have sex because you ate a big steak and everybody has to poop. And like, yeah. And you're <laughs> yes. like, we'll just do it another day. So yeah. on occasion, I have done my best to try and maybe do it before mm-hmm. because that sort of like – that's like the – cherry on the date Sunday, right? So if you've done it and you've done it happily and it was fun, then the whole date is enjoyable and And it doesn't feel like, oh, but we just, you know, we didn't, we just went to bed. Yeah. And And it takes, I think for some too, the pressure off. Like for sure. His needs, you know, you're both, hopefully both your needs are met and then you kind of don't have to worry, oh my gosh, am I going to be tired when we get home? Am I going to, are the kids going to wake up? Like if you have that window of time, then- Exactly. So that's been good. like a practical thing that I think is is helpful is recognizing where you are in life and recognizing who you are. Yes. Like I'm not coming home and if I have some wine, that's I'm, I'm, it's done. done. It's done. That kind of comes <laughs> down to the communication because one thing I heard over and over from women and men too, but it may not be the most comfortable conversation to have. But needing to talk about it. So yeah. you're not just in that crazy cycle. Because if you kind of each share what your struggles are, you can kind of work on, well, let's make time for this before we go mm-hmm. to, you know, um, the dinner. Or let's, you know, kids are, you know, either at sports or taking naps or watching TV, you know, you kind of yeah. can squeeze it in here and there. Because it's not always like the movies. It's, 
It's right. really not. It's really not like that at all. I think, yeah. So something else that we do, and again, well, I also think that just like talking about uh-huh. it was it was not super comfortable for me in the beginning because mm-hmm. it was asking me to be very open and honest and transparent mm-hmm. with with things I wasn't even sure I knew how I felt about. Hmm. So we would have conversations and a lot of times I was like, I really – I don't know what I think about that. Yeah. I need a little bit of time and I need like may- maybe, maybe yeah. not. I'm not sure. And taking some time and – Figuring it out. So talking yeah. about your sexual relationship kind of at nauseum. Liz. <laughs> I got a great tip from someone about it because I asked how to talk about it because it sounds great in theory, mm-hmm. but speaking from my own experience and I know from others because I've talked to people about it is it's very easy to get defensive sure. in that conversation. Well, you do this, so therefore blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, and so it's kind of the whole – um, so they said, one, do not have the conversation about sex in bed, naked, True. that this needs to be something where you're removed, where you're having already having nice mm-hmm. feelings, you know, maybe having a morning cup of coffee together and kind of like, hey, let's kind of approach this with kid gloves, mm-hmm. but not in the moment. And especially if like one party's not feeling it, one is, and then suddenly you're having a discussion about it and then there's defense anger, shame, right. guilt, all that kind of stuff. So I loved that, um, you know, I'd gotten that tip from someone about kind of when to have the conversation because it's easy to give the tip of, oh, talk about it. Well, how though? Because it gets, yeah, it can go downhill. It can go south quickly. And <laughs> because we're we're wired how we're wired, some of those conversations are difficult because you might not feel 100% concrete mm-hmm. in one way or the other and it's yeah. gray and you have to like figure that out for yourself a little mm-hmm. bit and be like, well, it's not rational that I feel this way. But or yeah. whatever it is, but I think we used to we used to do a breakfast date. I like breakfast dates. Breakfast yeah. date was like, let's not talk about schedule and kids and yeah. blah blah blah. Let's talk about us, and that was a good catalyst for some of that conversation. Oh, nice. He'd ask a question. Sometimes he'd ask a question like right at the end, and I was like, mm, to be continued. Let me. <laughs> that would have been good at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna chew on that for a little bit. I'm gonna go through that. Yes. I can give you a really great example of when we were younger and we weren't necessarily talking about sex all the time, but we were having sex and we had a couple of small children, uh, maybe three kids, like two, three and baby. I I know there was like- They were super young. Yeah, they they were little for sure. So we were young and we were in the throes of passion as you are with three babies in your house I'm not really <laughs> we were, right. they so were we were asleep yeah were... they were asleep we were doing it yeah and that's, let's just say it yeah, that's what's happening and we were having sex we were having the sex and he well i i thought that he like tugged my hair and i was like oh oh that's <laughs> new that's weird <laughs> okay <laughs> all right we're, we're doing that we're doing now that okay now. <laughs> and i guess i made like a little noise I'm and sure you- he ow <laughs> yeah so i probably was like ow, what are you doing so he took that noise to mean that i liked that and so <laughs> he, he, pers- <laughs> he totally oh, proceeded gosh. to pull harder oh, and i'm like ah and then he's like oh, do you like that? And I'm like, well, do you like that? And now we're like talking about that while the other person is thinking that the other person likes that. If you like While it. we're having sex, if you <laughs> okay, like yeah, it, it's okay. Yeah. And then I started crying. <laughs> 
And so when he realized that I was crying, he was like, something isn't right. <laughs> this is not, isn't that? Abort. Yeah, Abort. Exactly. So he's like, why are you crying? I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. He's like, am I hurting you? I'm like, well, no, but I'm just, I realized that I was sad that he liked hurting me. Oh, no. So it was like, I was like, you want to hurt me? Oh, and no. I was like, no. He's like, oh, my this God. is so weird. I just, my finger got caught in your hair and it was oh, an accident. Like, but so, then I thought you liked it. Then I it. thought you liked it. Oh so God. had we known <laughs> beforehand oh. that we either did or did not like hair pulling. <laughs> Which nothing wrong if you do, but no, good it just wasn't to for know. me. Yeah, I was like, why so you don't hurt me? Crying. <laughs> yeah, crying during sex is not yeah. recommended, maybe. It happens, I'm sure. Yeah. But you know. Yes. So note to self, not into hair. So there's my poop. That's my poop story. That's your poop story. That's your version of what you learned, what that story taught you, and you're willing to share it because you were like, dang, had I not experienced that. We would. just, you could be 20 years into marriage with hair pulling every night. Exactly. Or not every Maybe night, I would but. just have a pixie cut to avoid it. I'd just go with avoidance. For- <laughs> <laughs> like, I like short hair. Like short hair. He's oh, like, that's weird. That's weird. She yeah. always cuts her hair so short. <laughs> um, so, when we get into the full flush, we're going to dive into some of this more, yeah. but to wrap up some of your tips. So, definitely prioritizing sex and I think making that, taking away the stigma that it is okay to talk about yes. it, it's okay to prioritize it. What is one thing you've found if you are going through a difficult time and, yeah, yeah, to kind of work through things? What are some tips that you've had with that? So I think something we've decided, and this is not like a end-all and be-all because, like I said, we've been together like forever. But we have decided that we are not going to masturbate alone Mm -hmm. and have that be an easy – like that's like an easy way out, right? So you're – again, sort of biologically driven to want to have sex. Mm -hmm. And then if it's just easier to take care of it yourself because Mm -hmm. having sex is not convenient or one of you doesn't want to do it Mm -hmm. when the other person wants to do it, then yes, it is simpler, but then you have one less thing driving you together. And I feel like when you're in those, these particular stages of life, Mm -hmm. you like need all the help you can get. Yeah. So if like if he's taking care of business on his own a couple times a week, mm-hmm. then he's less likely if he knows he's going to get shot down, he's yeah. more likely to do that and less likely to put moves on me, which yeah. inevitably make me if he's wanting to have sex with me, then I feel desired and yeah. loved and atten- like it's the good to. cycle. It's exactly. the you are feeling loved, so then you want to feel physical and then he feels right. filled up and then it just it's the good cycle. Yeah. That that's that's exactly it. So yeah. being committed to that has helped bring us together. Even sometimes when if we're having – if I'm sick or kids are sick or yeah. a lot of time goes by, it's kind of like, you know, let's talk about this because if we really aren't going to have be able to take care of this mm-hmm. and, and make time for us, let's maybe have a hiatus, mm-hmm. take care of things and come back together like mm-hmm. – should we do that? Shouldn't we do it? And then we're like, yeah. mm, you know, usually you're like, all right, no, it really just takes like a few minutes. So we can just, yeah. Yeah. But it makes you realize that that is a choice that we yeah. all face daily. Yeah. You can do that. Even sort of like porn aside and yeah, like the, yeah. all the things that that comes with, but yeah. just the idea that even chemically and biologically, you want to be intimate with your partner yeah. and that helps. 
I love discussing this, even though it's like, you know, okay, out of my comfort zone, (laughs) because it's one of those things that if you are just on a blog and you're looking at like tips and it's just written, it's like, it it might not pertain to your exact situation, but I like talking about it and hearing your perspective because it's like, yes, if you're in a committed, healthy relationship and your, your goal is to drive each other closer, then this tip could be a game changer because you realize, oh, I wasn't wanting to work on this because my needs were being met outside. So I kind of like that. And then wrapping up just the tips for our pit stop or Mm -hmm. rather our quickie today, (laughs) it's kind of a big one, but what about the different seasons of life? Because you've gone teenage years, newlyweds, babies, five kids. Yeah. So, like so much. Like, because I know for like, I can speak for myself, but to make it less awkward, like just every pretty much mom, we, you and I were talking about this, that when you're like touched all day yeah. long, you it's just a, it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. And then, but then it doesn't stop because then when they're older, it's emotional. Yes. So it's like, oh my gosh. And then, and then if you don't have kids, it's wor- like, it could be work, you know, like whatever there's the stress, just, there's is, always right? something. So what is, how have you kind of worked through the seasons of life? Yeah. I think, well, there's always something, right? And yeah. so we've been, I, I don't know, sorry, friends, sorry, grandpa. <laughs> we've been having sex since we were, before we were married. So a lot of times I felt like I can't keep up with like 17 year old me. Like, yeah. No responsibilities. <laughs> yeah. It was fine. Lots of pre-therapy. Yeah. Lots of, <laughs> lots of issues. Lots of compensation. Yeah. Just really exactly. going at it. Just, yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, kids. We'll put an explicit on yeah. this. Just to, to I just defer. I just realized just now that there's the potential for my children to hear this. So, well, they know how they were oh. made. Um, I was actually going to ask you about that, but I thought, well, I'm sure you've thought that through. Mm. Dang it. I have now. <laughs> it's fine. That just goes to show you that my relationship with my husband is most important. No, I'm just yes. kidding. Oh, but it is. It but is yeah. Awkward. Okay. So different stages of life. Okay. So newlyweds. I feel like personally being young, we were having lots of sex. We weren't really talking about it and everything seemed okay. Mm-hmm. Had we been talking about it, I feel like maybe it could have been better, better even because there were things we could have talked out different. With babies, when you're being touched all the time, that is true. You are like touch satisfied, if that makes sense. And then overloaded. And overloaded. You just don't. But then, so then you're like, don't touch me. And then your husband feels Feels rejected. rejected. And then, yeah. And then they feel rejected. So then they don't do the little things that you need throughout the day, the little touches here and there. So then you're getting more. Well, you don't necessarily. Yeah. It's all the love languages stuff. Yeah. So you're not being fed emotionally and then they're not being fed physically, which is often how they feel fed Mm -hmm. emotionally. And it is a a vicious cycle for sure. So some of that is just you kind of have to suck it up a little bit, both of you, because – it's it, getting off the crazy cycle because I remember reading about that. Like, so now we're talking about in the context of sex, but it's in which it actually in the crazy cycle with that book, it probably comes down to that too. But it's that one of you has to has to get off the cycle. Yeah. One of you has to say, okay, I'm pulling the plug. So, like with women, we want to feel emotionally connected before, but you know, if they're not feeling physically, so it gets to the point where one of you has to like, I hate the term man up. I mean, I use it, but it's like I feel like I don't know. Just yeah, you just woman up. I don't know whatever. Have, yeah, it is. like you like all right, commit to it and do it. Because you know, um, once you're like there, you're not mad. You're there. It's just the idea of like I just put a baby to bed 
I'm so like, tired. I mean, there was like a, so a long tired. point where I was like nursing and pregnant at yeah. the same time. Like if one more person touches me, I'm going to commit murder. Yes. And and I think that's hard for men to understand. Oh, like, for sure. Um, so communicating that is important so that they know it's not them. It's like yeah. your state of mind. But that's not, hard to hear. That's hard yeah. to understand. We're like because it comes with a lot of rejection and his point yeah. to me often was like imagine you said i love you and and i was like eh, eh, i don't like, really I, yeah i don't like, care. you know i love you it just like i just don't feel like saying it yeah, i don't <laughs> feel like saying it today i don't feel like saying it for a week whatever yeah, you know however long and it is confusing too because i feel like when you're baby cycle your like hormones are up and down yes. and all over the place so i'm like hey let's do it right now and then but not for a while after yeah. that and he's like what the heck? I thought we were doing it all the time. Yeah. Like, I'm over it now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that was then. That this was is now. Yeah. <laughs> Get with the program. So Keep up. I, I think just, again, kind of talk like in hindsight, reading lots of books and doing lots of thinking about it, it would have been great to be, you know, to know those things yeah. then. And then I think it's actually harder to have a good sex life when you have teenagers. Yeah. Emotionally draining. They're asshats more than they're not. Uh-huh. And... <laughs> love you guys yes they are awesome so when they're wanting to have a really good relationship with them yeah they don't really especially if they go to school they don't open up until Mm. like 10 o'clock at night Mm. so after school it's still like friends homework Mm -hmm. feed me they need to veg how was school good what'd you do i don't remember and i think Mm. that's true like they just are still processing their day yeah and then someone comes and sits on the edge of your bed and what are you going to be like no go away like it's time for you know and sometimes it is mm-hmm. like no but but that's that's but, where it that's where our priorities <laughs> right. come where it's like yes our marriage you know if we're because we're talking about sex today like yes that's a priority but also being good parents that invest in our kids yeah. is a priority so i think that's why it's so important though to have like these are the conversations that i feel like we as we as women have but men don't have or they're not privy to hearing it which hopefully men you're listening to the podcast to know what's going on in our brain that yeah. we want to invest in our kids right now because we want them to have that emotional connection time yes and we could say no time's up you missed out on your opportunity to connect like right. that's just not realistic so then it comes up to us it, it's then it's on us to say okay i need to figure out to prioritize my sex life how can i make sure we prioritize it because this is infringing on maybe where right. we used to have it. So Yeah, you have to kind of adjust. And through those seasons of life, I feel like it it looks different through each phase of, of family life. So for me, a little, little fly on the wall in our bedroom for mm-hmm. how, you know, we have a, almost all teenagers at this point and one little guy. And I work, I teach dance. So I, I get home late. Our, our evening doesn't really start very early. So if I, you know, by the time I get little one to bed and all of that, mm-hmm. it's already nine o'clock. I'm already tired, so all I really want to do is put on my comfy jammies and pour a glass of wine and get in my bed and veg, and then in comes the kid, and you're like, cool, and then two hours later, you're like, oh my god, that was really emotionally scarring, and like, it's never anything light and easy, it's always something heavy, Heavy. most of the time, and then, so then you need to decompress, or I need to decompress, and I think that's where some of our biggest arguments have happened because I'm like, I need a breather between those two things. I can't go from 
all in yeah helping emotionally to suddenly all in with a physical thing and not have my mind just be oh i'm turning off exactly i'm like i need to like watch the daily show or like do something (laughs) yeah to break up the monotony so then trying really hard to maybe not pour a glass of wine so that that sacrifice means that i will not be so sleepy and you know even if it's really late we've now met everybody's emotional need and then i'll have a glass of wine after (laughs) <laughs> and and veg so yeah it's like talk yeah watch something mindless and i love what you said about it looks different to everyone because yeah. that schedule of course i like that you shared that because it's a real world example but it's i think it just comes down to prioritizing it and so you have the different seasons of life and so it's finding what works for you so you can't hurt it, it just it's not going to hurt anybody to talk about sex with your spouse so what you like how often is reasonable and that's different people. for everyone. It we, is. We've talked about that because everyone always wants to know everyone's number. Like, yeah. what's the number? What's the, I need to know if we're normal. But it's like, I guess it, it's like the whole like, well, where are you and your husband or your spouse? Because if you're a husband listening, where you, you know, or whatever, whatever relationship you're in, who's where are you happiest? Where right. are you not? fighting about yes. the dishwasher where you're not fighting about saying something wrong like and where when are you not feeling like you have pressure yeah or or you're feeling neglected like the, you know for both yeah. people to feel like i i can't have sex every day i can't that's a lot yeah. of pressure for me yeah like i literally too yeah it's, a lot. it's just like a lot of utis <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so but being realistic about that, like, okay, seven days a week? No. Where are you comfortable? Three days? You know, whatever it is that makes both people happy. But talking about it, talking about what you like, maybe talking about what you maybe used to like, but don't like anymore. yeah, that's true. And like things things change, change, your opinions change, your bodies change, like whatever it is. Talk about it. Talk about it. And it, yeah. Well, thank you for being willing to open up and help us break the ice on this topic i know we have so much more um so if you if you like what you heard here stick around i think we're gonna have jeremy weigh in for a little bit of a male perspective i've gotten some tips from some educated people to spice things up um things to do to help so we'll we'll cover all that in the bonus episode so that we don't go on too many tangents but i think there'll be a good amount of tangents but thank you there'll be a tutorial (laughs) tutorial. (laughs) we'll do a facebook live but thank you jen i appreciate you i appreciate you being such a good friend and just always willing to talk about the hard stuff together (laughs) hard stuff Wait for the tips. <laughs> wait, wait, wait for the follow up for just the tips. All right. Well, thank you, Jen. I appreciate You're you. You're welcome. Thank you. And that's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. Music provided by twinmusicom.org. Song titled, Night at the Dance Hall. Sound editing by me, Jeremy Spittle. A special thanks to our studio sponsor, M&M Exteriors. Visit their website at mmexteriors.com for all of your roofing, siding, and gutter needs in the Northern Virginia area. Visit our website at flushingitout.com and be sure to subscribe. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.